Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Seem it better in the planning room. You, you get it, right? I get it. And if I had the chance, I'd never let you go. So won't you say you love me? I'll make you so proud of me. We'll make them turn their head every place we go. So won't you please be my, be my, be Right, so Ronnie Spector dead at seventy and eight. I always love Ronnie Spector. I really discovered her on. Obviously, I listened to oldies when I was a kid, so I could hear her there. But I really discovered her during a an interview with Larry King in, 19, uh, in about nineteen eighty six, and she was so cool for for somebody who was a sixties person. She was cool and really sexy and yeah, cute and fun. And I was a big into the Beatles, then, and she talked about being with the Beatles. And so, I mean, I was just uh, thrilled. And, I mean, this voice is just one of a kind. I mean, this is, she is just, I mean, she was just great. Just great. And saying, Yeah, ridiculously so, good voice. Right. And saying songs instead of effing around like Aguilera and... Mariah Carey's the yeah, one you really They're rubbish. Like. They're rubbish. They, they just are rubbish. Um, there seemed to be this thing to, you know, like, like to, to not sing anymore. Now that's kind of gone, I guess. The, uh, the, uh... The the wailers are out, are back. Like the screamers, like Adele. I guess she kind of like uh, what's it called? She howls. What is it called? The, Belting out. She belts out exactly. And I miss. I don't like people screwing around with archipelago. Whatever. What's it called? What's it Arpeggios. Called? Yeah. Whatever. Right? It, just, it makes me disdain the world. Uh, so, um, 
Happy hump day. Thank you. Yesterday was a rather kvetchy show, I feel like. And I think part of that was I was extremely, I was just very tired. But uh, but also, you know, part of it, I I, I also stand by it. Um, yeah, the like, news cycle's terrible. It's terrible. I, I, I feel guilt sometimes that we contribute to the news media economy at all in any way. That we well, are a part of any kind of news whatever. Like, because it's so toxic. I don't even know it's a to- It's just effing mundane. I'm just sick of it. I mean, so what's it today? Now the... Profoundly incompetent administration is stumbling over to getting rid of the filibuster and trying something else that they know isn't going to work. Their polls are in the sucker. Their polls are deader than every run act. I'm sorry. They're, they they suck. Oh, yeah. They've there was got, just a Quinnipiac poll that had so Biden at 33%. To me. It's, uh, yeah, we've got that, actually. We'll get to that, Steppenwife. It would be so interesting to me. Um. It would just be so refreshing to see if somebody could just change it up a little bit and say, okay, we've been sucking. We're going to have different conversations. But no, you know, nobody can. They just either The problem with politics is not only is it uh, cynical and boorish and guttural, but it doesn't get better. I mean, once you've seen the same kind of backstabbing, same doublespeak, same this and that, it's like, it's like I, I can't, okay, Josh Hawley today read the frigging Schumer's speech that Schumer gave him and wanted to save the filibuster, the filibuster uh, you know, years ago, and he used his speech in the well of the Senate to show that Schumer was, there you go, dunk, there you go, Schumer's a, Schumer's a hypocrite. No kidding. They're all, they're all hypocrites they're all dirtbags just about them all mm-hmm. chuck schumer is a non-intelligent somewhat educated somewhat street smart terrible shining majority leader leader unimpressive human being he just is that's what he is matt gates is a idiot on the right hand side who's also <laughs> not intelligent and you know is a bomb thro- these i mean i i'm we've no- got our share for sure no kidding i'm 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 fine yeah I, I, marjorie taylor green I am mildly amused by bad behavior in places that should or have historically been a place where you'd carry yourself better. Lauren Boebert wanting to be, bring her sidearm into the place and talking about uh, the dirtbag Swalwell sleeping with Fenfen or whoever that was, Green or whatever, whoever it is, sleeping with who and whatever. And all this, whatever. None of them are as interesting as, uh, as Ronnie Spector. That's None true. of them are. Which is why we're going back to Ronnie Spector now. That's why they're all politicians, though. I definitely, I feel that you, it's only possible to be successful in politics if you're a little bit just, if there's something slightly broken in your brain. Like, I just don't know how people can get ahead doing it. So this is Ronnie Spector. We just heard her, obviously we just heard her singing the, the classic song, the Be, Be My Baby song, which is... Uh, the Ronettes' huge uh, hit, um, and and then in a, she did a bunch of stuff. It coasted around, and then in '86 she did background vocals with Eddie Money. You know, you familiar? This is the original song. So when I heard when I watched her on Larry King live, 
1986, which tells you mm-hmm. the, how my social life was. She was talking <laughs> was about great. how Eddie Money had invited her to sing on his new single. It's the old one. So in 86, and Eddie Money has her sing on his single, Take Me Home Tonight, which is a huge, huge hit. Listen to how great she is. great yeah yeah their voice is like a bell it, it is like <clears throat> it's it is it is you're right that's a great way to say it it's just like it's magic um and then i've just found this interview with her in 1983 talking to david letterman she's so she's so kiddyish and giddy in it but it's interesting she does she seems to be the woman who's either she's mildly drunk which is possible i'm not sure <laughs> or she's just um she's take takes it all in stride but she talks about why they went to England uh, first in the in 1963, mm-hmm. and it had to do with the fact that the American, um, or in 64, and they went over there, and essentially, the you'll see, you'll see why, what the Beatles' effect was on the American music landscape. Well, Beatlemania had all of America going crazy, mm-hmm. and that's what wiped us out. <laughs> now, what, what, you mean... Uh... <laughs> Uh, that, but that was at the end of the girl uh, group sound, pretty much? That was the end of the girl group era, uh, the black group era, uh, the, the doo-wop era, uh, the best era. And uh, why, do you think, why, why do you think that happened? What was, it, was there one reason? Well, primarily because uh, Beatles came over and they just wiped us all out. <laughs> and uh, after that, it was either it wasn't the Beatles, it was the Rolling Stones, Dave, Dave Clark Five, yeah. Herman Thomas. I could go on forever with now, the British groups. You, uh, you, you got to be good friends with the Beatles? Oh, very good. By the way, notice what element didn't wipe them all out? It wasn't about race. Correct. Correct. <laughs> how, did, how did that happen? In, uh, in London or over here? Over in London, they gave us a party. This is just before the Beatles were Beatlemania. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had a, a, a little hit called I Want to Hold Your Hand in England. And uh, they invited us, uh, the Ronettes, uh, to their to meet them and get, they gave us a party and yeah. that's how I met the Beatles. Yeah, now when they came to this country, you entertained them some, didn't you? <laughs> a lot, no. <laughs> I'm <only> kidding. <laughs> Isn't it interesting that her voice is like a singing voice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but we, uh, we didn't, we, we were the only ones they really knew in America group-wise, yeah. you know, performers and stuff. And so we sort of introduced them to a lot of people. And you, took, you took them to a restaurant at one point? <laughs> we took them up to Harlem. <laughs> 
Well, no, I, who would re- recognize him in Harlem? I mean, Where you know. <laughs> the Spanish guy on drugs, you know. Where, <laughs> where did you take him? Uh, we took them to a place called Sherman's Barbecue, a really, a really grease joint, you know. Yeah, did they, and uh, they loved it. They enjoyed it. We yeah. went there all the time. Yeah. Now you were uh, there into my apartment <laughs> between the two. Uh, you were also gonna, you were gonna travel with them. You, the Ronettes, were gonna open for the Beatles, then, right on that well, tour. Well, uh, when they first, their first. Uh, United States tour, the Ronnets did tour with them, but I wasn't on the tour. Now, now how come you weren't on the tour? Well, um, at, at that point I was going with my ex-husband, Phil Spector, which produced and wrote and owned our record company. Sure. And um, he said, either you go on the tour with the Beatles, because I had dated Lennon uh, a few times. Not dated, we went on dinner dates, <clears throat> Yoko dinner dates. And, uh, you know, he was very, he oh, was so mad. Phil, Phil was a little jealous, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Phil was an a-hole and abusive and all that stuff, etc. But that is Ronnie Spector, who was great, great American success story. And, uh, you know, there you go. Shall I wrap it up? I don't know what else to add. I just, I think she's great and it's sad when people die. So we would go to the Quinnipiac poll that you had mentioned before. <laughs> and I stepped on you with. Yes, thank you. And let's see. Uh, where is this? Where? Which one is this? <sighs> uh, go ahead. I wouldn't want to step on you. Okay. The um, uh, new Quinnipiac poll is 33% among adults. Biden job approval, just 25% with independents. Among registered voters, it's 35%. Yeah, and 28% with Hispanics, I think, Uh, which is bad, bad news for Biden. Uh, The part of the problem for the Democrats, and I stole this whole thought from a thread uh, from Megan McArdle, is that her name? Mm -hmm. Uh, But she was talking about this, that, you know... The Democrats are very, very focused on, quote, threats to our democracy, like, Mm -hmm. you know, Republican voter suppression and gerrymandering and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And the problem is for them that even if you take at face value that that's a real problem, um, the problem is that that they're bleeding voters regardless so they sort of have an underlying assumption right that if like the election is fair and everybody votes and the mean republicans don't do anything bad that they have to win but it doesn't actually work that way if the voters don't like you and trump despite being called a racist through the entire campaign and for all four years of his presidency managed to improve on the margin of Hispanic voters that he got in 2020 versus 2016. If Biden is truly at 28% among Hispanics, that's really bad for him. Really bad. Because if Trump, if or not Trump, but like if any Republican in 2024 gets to like 50% with Hispanics, basically there's no possible numerical way for Democrats to win the popular vote in this country. I mean, they can talk about gerrymandering and voter suppression all they want, but if they lose these voters, like they already lost the white working class, so-called, right? And they thought, you know, like maybe that's a trade-off. Maybe we can lose the white working class if we can get the suburbs and the educated professionals and 
all the minorities, all the sexual minorities, all the racial minorities, everybody else, right? We can lose the white working class. That's fine. However, if you then lose not just the white working class, but a bunch of the minorities as well, because you've destroyed their schools, locked them in their houses, uh, taken away their jobs, made all the food cost more at the grocery store, then you have a problem, you know? And then, I mean, then you can't win elections whether you solve all the quote-unquote threats to democracy or not. Like, you still have to actually get the people to vote for you. And I think that they, they're not concerned about democracy, like, in the abstract because they care about democracy, they care about, quote, democracy because they think that that ensuring that more people vote means that they'll win elections. Right. But that may, might not happen for them. And that, that would be, as far as they're concerned, disastrous. I mean, they should be scared of it. But I don't see a lot of people on their team actually concerned about that. You're right. No. I see a lot of them talking about January 6th, which nobody in the real world who's not on Twitter or in the Beltway cares about at all and about biden's stupid voting rights bill that nobody cares about at all and of which the individual provisions are insanely unpopular Uh, it doesn't make any sense for them to be focused on this which like i welcome because they're not my team but like it's crazy to me that they continue to be focused on this insane inside baseball stuff when they're just like bleeding voters like crazy i mean but it's kind of a contradiction too because they're on. They're all now for um, keeping schools open. So they must have heard the voters a few months ago. Mm-hmm. So why do they only hear the voters on that issue? Do they think that if they can stem the tide on that one, then they can, then they can still have these boutique progressive things to to mess around with. I mean, this the way he was talking today. Not only the way he was talking today. Not only was it really. I mean, even for him, just. Gross, grossly, gross race baiting, gross demonizing, and it's, Trump has never said anything as bad as this guy said yesterday with Biden in Atlanta. But like, even the, this is this is just genuine. The problem is that the audience, of course, laughs and believes him. They believe his BS, which is too bad. But the, just this stuff: longer lines at the polls, lines that can last for hours. You've seen it with your own eyes. People get tired. They get hungry. When the Bible teaches us to feed the hungry and give water to the thirsty, the new Georgia law actually makes it illegal. Think of this. I mean, it's 2020. And now 22 going into that election. It makes it illegal to bring your neighbors, your fellow voters, food or water while they wait in line to vote. What in the hell heck are we talking about? That whole affectation, pretending to swear at the end because he's so mad, and then, and pulling it back, and then them laughing. I mean, that, those that, those voters are fairly stupid, obviously, to believe any of this. But that's based on that the other side is being blasphemic or whatever, is being anti uh, anti uh, Christian by not giving you food or water. And remember the old long lines of the fifties and sixties. You know what's happening here. This is Bull Connor stuff. And it's also based on a lie about not you can just bring as much food and water as you want. We've talked about this. It's 100 feet. You can't go, say, vote for Bill at 10 feet away from the poll. And here's a cookie. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, this stuff, this is only scorched. It, the only way this works is, is if he can ignite, uh, stoke racial fears 
amongst a group in America, which is pretty goddamn low and not aspirational. I mean, that is fine. You want to be part of that? That is damn ugly. I don't see how, uh, who's the guy, Jim Clyburn, can, like, be around him and, like, not feel dirty by being around this guy. This, Biden is a is a vicious race hustler who was happy to be on both sides of segregation. Um, uh, there's another one, too. I think this is it. I did not walk in the shoes of generations of students who walked oh, yeah. these grounds, but I walked other grounds because I'm so damn old I was there as well. Once again, couching a lie in a joke, a self-effacing joke about him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they think I'm kidding, man. Seems like yesterday, the first time I got arrested. Anyway. They typical Biden. So things like yesterday, the first time I got arrested. Oh, but I pulled myself back. Arrested anyway. Yeah, I better just imply that I was arrested in a civil rights march, even right. though that's he, not. Yes, he was never arrested, and he never marched in the civil rights. And if people don't remember, he pulled this stuff in 1987, earlier than that, in the 70s, and after. Here's, here's him saying in 1987. I came out of the civil rights movement. I was one of those guys that sat in and marched and all that stuff. Here's him a few years earlier. When I marched in the civil rights movement, I did not march with a 12-point program. I marched with tens of thousands of others to change attitudes. So this POS is happy to do anything it is to manipulate an entire race of people, whether it's tell you tell them that they're going to be back in chains and sl because of slavery, because of Rit Mitt Romney, or whether it's saying that the Republicans now are trying to uh, make you die of sunstroke as you as you vote this guy, or just appropriating the the civil rights movement for himself. This guy's been doing it forever. In our youth, we changed America. We changed America, not merely by our votes, but by our ideas as well as our ideals. When we marched, we did not march with a 14-point program. We marched to change attitudes. It came down to one day in 1988 where a reporter asked him a question and blew him out of the water. Senator, a lot of Democratic leaders are saying that the real question is in this is is not whether you borrowed some text textual material, but, you did. but whether your vision, which is supposedly one of your strong points, is real or whether it's borrowed. And and they cite not only these examples, but the fact that you seek often to identify yourselves with the Kennedys and Martin Luther King and the activism of the sixties even though your record is somewhat at odds with that, that you were not greatly involved in civil rights, you were for the war. I was not an activist. I worked at an all-black swimming pool in the east side of Wilmington, Delaware. I was involved. I was involved in what, what they were thinking, what they were feeling. I was involved, but I was not out marching. I was not down in Selma. I was not anywhere else. Can you imagine that? I mean, what a just an, an empty... I just talked to black people at the swimming pool. Yeah, I got in a, <laughs> a, a, a razor blade fight with one of them at one point. That's that's it. I was involved at the pool looking at chicks in bikinis. So in that way, I was involved the same way civil rights people were involved. We were just... <laughs> this guy just is such a suck. And so you, you look at this and you say, all right, so what's the point to going scor scorched earth right now? What's it going to help at this at this time? Is it to show all the, as we lead into the election, just show all the atrocities that the Republicans have caused? I mean, at this point, I don't know whether or not the Biden administration knows whether to win or lose the COVID battle. 
I don't know whether or not they want to keep it going and keep saying you need us to be behind the wheel on this and remember how Trump screwed it up. Or if there's any voices saying, guys, we could probably start landing the plane here, which we can. We can start right. landing the plane here. I don't know what they want. All I know is that you've got like the uh, the dead ender uh, press secretary who's happy to gaslight and you know use sarcasm against reporters who ask legitimate questions. Well, the problem is a bunch of their voters are crazy, right? And like I know I say this all the time, but there was also not just the Quinnipiac poll, but there was a Suffolk uh, ABC poll a few days ago too that had like a bunch of specifics on COVID policy, and um, that was actually really interesting to me because uh, first of all, it explains why they haven't shut down schools again because there's only twenty nine percent support in this country for putting the schools on remote learning. That's a done deal. Uh, I mean, I'm still shocked there's a third of people who think schools should go to remote learning. But, I mean, whatever. You have a third of the country's crazy now. Um, what would we're you, almost what? done. Yes, we'll be out soon, okay? We'll Head out soon. and we'll I'm be out soon. I'm cooking something special for us. In Ooh, the, in yum. The, you're going to like okay. it. Okay. But that being said, 54% of the people who were polled in this Suffolk poll want everybody to be required to wear a mask in public spaces. And... 41% want to require a vaccination card for entry into public spaces. In addition, 42% think that uh, booster shots should be required to enter into public spaces within the next 90 days. So, Not 42% of people in purple districts. No. 42% of people total in the country, in the country right. think that so everybody York, should be required. LA. Right. But so this is a problem for them, though, because those people are it are their base. Right. So if you're talking about winning national elections, if you're talking about Biden getting reelected. Right. Uh-huh. Or, I mean, I don't Yeah, think- but you don't you don't need those people, Alice. He's going to have those people banked. You know, he doesn't need California in, in New York. Alice, I mean, we can assume he's got California in New York. Can you? Dude, could you Maybe please? it's in my room. I don't know where it is. It's locked. It's in Go. mommy's room, I think. Maybe it's in my room. Look downstairs near the TV. You guys can watch the TV. I mean, he needs he needs to make sure that places in Pennsylvania, uh, you know, that he can win in other places. Yeah, but the thing is, is he's got a whole segment of the country that is his base that wants him to be more stringent on COVID. I mean, in this poll, 22% of the people said that they wanted a worldwide shutdown for six weeks to end the pandemic once and for all. So one in every five people in this country is absolutely insane and out of touch with reality. Uh, I mean, that's a problem. That's a problem that 20% of the people in this country think that. Yes, it is a problem. It is a problem. We did... I, I mean... And the thing is, is that the people, they're only hearing, it's interesting how this works. They're only hearing, you know what, I'll play this. This is the, this is the, um, this is the, uh, in, in Connecticut, there's a, um, a bunch of the teachers are protesting because mm-hmm. it's not safe enough. They don't have the stuff that they need, et cetera. The unions. Here's the assistant union honcho, Jocelyn, Jocelyn Delaney, Delancey. Listen to what she says. We're wearing black today because we really need our community and our state to know that schools aren't necessarily having all of the supplies and supports that they need in order to stay open and successful. 
We need things like our masks uh, available to us readily uh, and the proper masks. You know, um, we've been told we need our, our N95s or KN95s and, um, you know, we were promised those to be delivered at schools and, and uh, half of our schools got them and, and many of our schools, I think maybe it might be even a little over half of our schools did not get back from the vacation with our supplies there uh, ready for them to be safely in schools. They're only hearing the advice that's telling them to do more. Right. COVID stuff. They're not hearing the data about how dangerous this newest one is, about the decoupling of um, of cases hospitalizations and deaths yep. in, in the hospitalization cases, etc. What we've got here in the last weeks, if not really months, mm-hmm. is all good news. Right. We're also at the top now of the Omicron wave. The Boston wastewater data is showing a huge drop off right. in viral RNA in right. the wastewater. New York looks is looking like the cases have peaked and are starting to flatten out now. I mean, this is where any measures to like fight Omicron now are too late. Like it's already headed down. It's already done. That yes. was it. And if and if the first of all if you had said you need these measures a year and a half ago, I would say it, the schools probably should have in ninety five At least the teachers, if you if there's no vaccines and they they actually work, they do something. That's what the doctors are wearing to stay safe. Well, mm-hmm. then maybe there's some people should who should wear those. Right, people who but are at risk. A year and a half ago, mm-hmm. though. Now, oh, we need the stuff and the yeah. stuff. You missed it again. Sorry, our CDC, our FDA sucks. Our, this administration sucks. It does. That's why all of your tests are arriving way too late. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter now, the tests. Yeah, we don't need tests anymore now. No. We're all set. <laughs> it's you over. don't need tests anymore. The wave anymore. is over. You don't We're need done. M95s anymore. <laughs> it's, it's over. It's, it's and then, but can you believe, you, I, I would like to think we're a better country than this, but, you know, I think what's probably going to happen is sometime this spring and starting to head into the summer, Florida's cases are going to spike up and Arizona's cases and Texas's cases are going to spike up and there's going to be a new variant and everyone's going to freak out and say it's because they're not following measures and look how low New York's cases are and Massachusetts's cases are. And like, like we're really going to do this again, aren't we? This year. Right, and then if anywhere they can, they'll say we need to do mail-in ballots immediately before, <laughs> before Florida's cases go down. But here's the thing: so, so do you, do you think the administration is choosing to suck so much because they're just following the polling of the crazy and saying we need to water the weeds? Uh, these are our weeds; we got to water whatever yeah, they I want. I think they are. I think they are. I think they're seeing their voters and their base saying we need more COVID restrictions. I think they're seeing the teachers union saying we need more COVID restrictions. And I think they're saying that this virus thing is like too good to pass up. It's the only thing he pulls remotely well on. Right. So like when you look at the numbers in this um, Suffolk poll, when it when they ask like issue by issue, how is Biden doing? Like that's the only thing where he does well at all. It's still like a wash. It's like 47, 47 approve, disapprove for how he's handling it's the funny, pandemic. You know, and, and that is totally his bedside manner. Yeah. I like to see him. He's wearing a mask again. I like to see him in the mask. That's good. Mm-hmm. He's talking uh, softly about this. Could he wants to say shut down a little bit more? That's good. He seems to care. He's empathetic. He thinks, you know, I mean, but 
I mean, it's been terrible. But that's the only thing where he's doing, like, that's the only thing that's keeping him alive at all. Because overall, this poll gives him a 40% disapproval rating. And it gives him, for the COVID pandemic, it's 47% approved, 47% disapprove. It's even. And then for the economy, it's 39% approved, 53% disapprove. Um, and then for how Kamala Harris is doing, it's 32% approved. And that, that, one, that one people are honest about. On the economy, there's no way 40% of people are saying, you know what, look at the decisions he's made. And um, yet they're all working out perfectly well. Well, there's some people that are sort of like, don't know what to say, I feel like, because so the Quinnipiac poll had um, a question on the economy and 54% of Americans think the economy is getting worse. 30% say it's staying the same and 15% say it's getting better. Things are going great. It's improving every day. It's looking up from the day before, right? Today, a new um, new uh, price, inflationary price prices uh, go up 7% year over year, which is the first time since 1982, which I was saying was 30 years ago today. It's 40 years ago. <laughs> Stuff is more expensive, there's less of it, and it's harder to afford now than it was has been for 40 years. Well, right. And so now, and here's where he really gets in trouble. And this is like one case where the Build Back Better might actually like briefly help him, but not in the long term, right? So they've had this child tax credit thing, right? Where you, the, everybody with kids gets monthly money from the IRS. That's like a prepayment of your child tax credit at the end of the year. So two problems with this now. One, they couldn't get it extended. Mm -hmm. And two, everybody's filing their taxes and half their child tax credit is already gone. So they did make the child tax credit itself a little bit bigger. But for example, if you have two kids, you would normally have gotten $4,000 at the end of the year. Now you're only going to get 3000 So they increased the total amount to $6,000 if you have two kids for the whole year. But now you are you got half of it already. So you're going to end up getting maybe not – you didn't lose the whole thing for the end of the year, but you lost half of it for the end of the year, half of the increased amounts. You essentially lost like a quarter of your child tax credit money off your tax return. What do, what do so we your get? tax return is going to be smaller. Investors generally expect elevated inflation tomorrow, especially for – That was from yesterday. Sorry. Um. We get one of our kids is under five, so our total amount for the year would normally have been eight thousand dollars. This year, it was raised by the COVID bill to twelve thousand six hundred dollars, and we were paid six thousand three hundred of it in advance in the form of the child tax credit money. So instead of eight thousand dollars in our child tax credit when we file our taxes, we'll get sixty three hundred dollars. So. So that's thing one, right, is that that's one of the two things is that people's uh, tax returns are going to be smaller. And if they didn't plan ahead for the change, you know, they could end up owing money that they weren't expecting to owe even, you know, if they if they plan their taxes tightly. I mean, I always plan it so that we get a ton of money back because it makes me nervous because one year we owed eleven thousand mm. dollars and I was traumatized. So now I always withhold way too much. But um, here is uh, Jen's. Can I make one more point? 
But they're also now, he didn't pass the bill back better. So the thing's not extended. So this week, this Friday was going to be the payment. But this month, there's no payment. So a bunch of families have been getting this monthly payment since July. And a bunch of people don't pay attention to or know when things start and stop or why they happen. Or, you know, like money just shows up in your bank account every month. Don't question it. Like we read the news all the time. So we know. But a lot of people didn't like get pay attention, get the memo. They just started getting money. And now it's stopping. So this Friday will be the day when people were expecting to get their money and it's not coming. So like CBS did this big piece, like interviewing a bunch of people. The CTC went away, but grocery prices haven't gone down, said Stormy Johnson, 44, a single mother of three in Kingwood, West Virginia, who works as a student support specialist. Now that I don't have that Stormy payment... Johnson? Mm. Well, that's her day job is as a student support specialist. Now that I don't have that payment, the reality. <laughs> now that goodness. I don't have that payment, the reality of life is that there will be times I won't eat to make sure my kids can. <laughs> that's not laughing at you, Stormy. Can I just play something before you? Mm-hmm. This is Jen Saki asked a question uh, on November fifteenth of last year. State of America right now, inflation obviously at a 31-year high right now. Americans are seeing their dollars, their paychecks uh, stretched right now. Why should Americans not be concerned that injecting another 1.75 trillion dollars or more would further raise inflation? Because no economist out there is projecting that this will have a negative impact on inflation. Uh, and actually, let's let's try another one here. This is her uh, May 11th, 2021. Um, we are expecting new inflation numbers out tomorrow, and I'm wondering if the gas price surge and the continuous commodity surge like lumber is changing the administration's outlook at all on inflation. Well, let me first say that, of course, the Federal Reserve, I would point you to them to speak to or provide analysis or speculation on anything uh, as it relates to inflation or the impact of uh, certain external actions. I will say, as we've said in here before, but we'll reiterate that, of course, we take uh, the possibility of inflation quite seriously uh, as you know, actions that have been taken to date or proposals that have been made. Uh, most economic analysts have believed that it will have a temporary or transitory impact. But in terms of analysis on current events, I would point you to the Federal Reserve. Go ahead. Yes, uh, Jen, uh, the president or Temporary. Uh... But yeah, but here's the problem, though, is they're trapped because they either keep pouring money in and cause more inflation, which is going to make life worse for everybody, or they make a bunch of people mad that they started giving money to and now they're stopping it. Right. Do you think Stormy Johnson is who whose entire take home pay is twenty two hundred dollars a month for her and her three kids is going to be happy that that money is going away? Like, she was getting $500 a month, and now she's not getting $500 a month. They also interviewed a family that's grandparents raising a kid, and they bought the girl a puppy on the basis of having this money, and now they're not going to be able to feed the puppy because Joe Biden is taking the child tax credit away, as far as they're concerned, (laughs) right? Because it doesn't matter to them. They don't know Joe Manchin from a hole in the wall, right? Like, they don't care. All they know is Biden started giving them $250 a month, and now he's stopping, right? Just a question on the timing uh, on the supply chain issue, um, actions that the president has taken. 
it, it was clear in March of 2020 when COVID hit that, that the supply chains across the world had been disrupted, even as as the sort of work to fight back against COVID proceeded, people, it was, it was crystal clear that things were not improving on supply chain. People couldn't get dishwashers and and furniture and treadmills delivered on time, not to mention all sorts of other things. So why the is it... The tragedy of the short, the treadmill that's delayed. Right, the treadmill. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, that's not all it is. Any that's not all it is. Stormy, that a- John- Stormy Johnson says she can't afford food for her kids, and if the schools close again, they're not going to get free breakfast at school. Um, there's families talking about how their heating bills are set to rise 50% since f- over last year. 50% over last year, thanks to Mr. Brilliant Energy Policy in the White House, right? And now their child tax credit is going away, too. Like, this is a really big... And we talked about this last year when this happened, right? When they passed mm-hmm. this thing, that creating these programs that sent people monthly money is playing with fire. Not only does it encourage inflation, not only does it encourage consumer demand that wouldn't organically be there like buying a puppy <laughs> like and <laughs> but but now people are upset if you can't make it permanent right and i mean it shows too why mansion was so smart to kill this stupid build back better bill that he wanted to do and probably saved his butt politically in the longer term is that the thing that they wanted to do in Build Back Better because Manchin wanted to cut the total cost of the bill was they wanted to do all the same programs but not fund them for as long, right? And just have them end sooner and then hope they could get them extended at the time. I mean, I still think, I think honestly they probably could pass some form of the child tax credit expansion Mm -hmm. on its own there's republicans that are into that romney would be into that rubio would be into that there's a bunch of like josh hawley would probably be into that like there's a bunch of sort of pro-family not particularly ideological free market people that would be okay with expanding the child tax credit but not other spending and that's the problem right um I, i don't know it's going to be interesting to see. I think we're going to see some more news stories about the poor people who thought the child tax credit was going to keep coming, and it's not, uh, in the coming days. And I think that Democrats are going to try and probably milk that into getting Congress to do something about it. I still don't think Build Back Better is going to pass in its full form, I, but I think that they could potentially wrangle some form of the child tax credit out of it. Do you not think so? When, because people still haven't really missed the payment yet. This this mm. article that I read is just CBS going around to people and saying, do you realize you're not getting this money this month? How do you feel about that? And holding a microphone in front of them. But, you know, a lot of people that CB, CBS didn't interview probably still don't realize they're not getting it this month. Well, I mean, I have two minds about it. One... I mean, I don't know. Is there another way? How uh, do you? Is there another way to give somebody a little safety net without uh, giving any Democrats any credit for it? I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I mean, Republicans could create a safety net. They talked about it under Trump too. People came up with ideas. They tried. They tried to work with Ivanka to do paid family leave. Mm-hmm. You know, but. Uh, it never none of that stuff like really got off the ground there's um 
you know, it's you'd need sort of a weird coalition. I think the Republican Party is heading more towards that sort of a coalition that's more like okay with doing stuff like that. Like I think at this point, why the freak not? Look, you know, at this well, point, and I think a lot of people feel like. You know, we spend money on every other stupid thing. Mm-hmm. If we have the capability to send people cash, why wouldn't we send people cash, right? Like, you know, and not that <clears throat> I'm not for it because I think, A, it's a huge driver of inflation, and B, I think it's uh, I think it's toxic. It can disincentivize people going out there. Yeah, I think it's toxic for the economy and for work and for all sorts of things, but uh, I don't... Um, you know, I I think a lot of people feel that, like, out of all the stupid countries that we're sending money to all the time, like, where is my piece? You know, <laughs> like, I think a lot of people genuinely feel that way. Like, I'm struggling and we're sending money to Saudi Arabia. Like, what are we doing? I definitely agree with that. I mean, actually, after the, the trillions that were spent in the first thing, the first suck bill, whatever. Yeah, and like all the people that stole money and unemployment fraud and every other thing. Like, the only problem is that, like, it's all the bill is all going to come due at some point. Here. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. So we're going to go from uh, essentially UBI payments to austerity measures in a lurch. It's going to be quite interesting time to be alive. Uh, get your gun permit. Uh, anything else going on? Uh, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to say anything more negative. So I feel like I've been saying things negative. I've got a pot roast in the oven, Alice. That's a happy thought. Where, did you have something about Olivia Nuzzi? I don't want to talk about her. Okay, I despise that's her. What you, that's She's what a hack. Talk about. She's uh, unethical. She's not smart. She's a spoiled brat who got is spoiled brat, pretty rich girl, who got a leg up having no talent, doing no footwork, doing half-assed Weasley um pseudo journalism in the time of Trump and she's an opportunist and I hope she crashes and burns and has a miserable life for the rest of her days. See that's why I didn't want to mention it. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry. Um That's okay. There was a professor at the University of Washington who I, uh I'm... made his own land acknowledgement uh in which he said that he didn't actually think that uh that the what tribe was it? I forget that the people had uh, the, any the, right to the Nimchuk and oh my goodness, I didn't know this was going this way, Alice. This is good news. Yeah. Um well it's not that great news because he's in trouble. Of course. So um he did a he did a land acknowledgement. Uh he said, I acknowledge by the labor theory of property the Coast Salish people can claim historical ownership over almost none of the land currently occupied by the University of Washington. Um, and this statement was a nod to Locke's philosophical theory that property rights are established by improving land. Uh, so needless to say, this was not, uh, accepted by his university. And so the policy that all the professors have to put a land acknowledgement policy on their syllabus got changed to all the professors need to put this exact land acknowledgement on their syllabus. And uh, (laughs) it's either, either we stay here or they stay here. uh, Those people, Alice, who are doing this thing. And we'll see exactly how this goes. The AP is also telling its editors to avoid emphasizing case counts. I'm not surprised that, you know, the AP was simply in Reuters were working against Trump. And of course their, their teams in now, 
That's it. Uh, I think it's Pyro's time, Alice. Unless you've got uh, something else, guys. Everybody? Everybody? How's everybody doing there? <laughs> Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. We should read. We've got emails to read from the Burn Barrel email. Let's read all our stuff tomorrow, okay? Okay. Tomorrow we read emails. So get in your emails before then. That's burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com if you have things to say. Um, and we will read them. We are also on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod or at Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. Uh, our kid is strangling himself with a phone charger. <laughs> we need every phone charger we can get Yeah, don't here. break a phone charger. Um, and uh, yeah, BurnBarrelPodcast.com. Say la vie. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.